We have a bunch of leftover plots. Somebody write any of them. Somebody write this, the podcast where we take a randomly generated plot synopsis and try to turn it into something somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And we have no guests today because today is a special day. Today marks uh, a little bit past the one year anniversary of this podcast. Yay! Woo! Yeah! So we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Uh, for most of the podcasts that we've done, not all of them, but most of them, I have kept the leftover rejected plots. What we do at the beginning of every episode is we generate three plots and let our guests choose whichever one speaks to them the most. And so I have been saving the other two for most of our podcasts. So we have 32 rejected podcasts from about uh, a little over half of our episodes so far. And so wow. what I thought might be really fun is we're gonna we're gonna speed run them. <laughs> and we're going to, <laughs> next year, I might have to actually time this to happen like a little early, right before Nano. <laughs> and oh, do yeah. like a, like a, a, a speed, do you need a plot? Here are 40 of them. Right. <laughs> so since we don't want this episode to be an hour and a half long, what we're going to do is I am literally going to set a timer for every, uh, for everyone. I'm going to give it a minute 10. So that it gives us a little time to transition. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is going to be insane. <laughs> we're going to spend one minute on every plot and seeing, can we add anything to it to make it make a little bit more sense than the nonsense that we have with it to begin with. So that's what it's going to be. Just Jenny and I trying to brainstorm our way through 32 plots in the next like 40 minutes. <laughs> Everybody wish us luck. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. All right. And let me start my timer, plug in ah! the first plot. And it is the Jedi performs, which leads to her killing someone she doesn't know. The Jedi ah, Council performs. What, the Council is is a her is a council a single person. Uh, I think I think the Council it's like is caught up on details. Ah. The Council is a is a group of people, and their performance leads to somebody else killing someone that they don't know. Using the Force is this using the Force through music? Performance, performance, Force performance. Yeah. So and they're... somebody misses when they're aiming their Force wave at something. Oh, okay. So they the the force leads, performance draws their okay. Yeah, which leads somebody in the audience with with a weak will to just like throttle the person next to her or something. Oh gosh! So then it becomes like a political story about like <laughs> the the legal ramifications of the Jedi Council uh, accidentally causing deaths of other people. Oh gosh! <laughs> I don't feel like that's a very good control of their their use of the force. So uh, okay, all right. That's eight. So we've got seven seconds left. I'm gonna post the next one. <laughs> Sweet. 890 crewmen share, share a forbidden romance with God. This was one of our very first ones. And I remember just going, what are we going to do with this? Yeah, what? what so what I, What this feels like to me, this feels Cthulhu-esque. This feels the old one. Okay, okay. Uh, so it's 890 crewmen who become uh, a cult. Okay, so 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 crewmen, is this, is this like one ship or one, or like a whole bunch... I think one ship, of they ships. accidentally sail into uh, God's evil God's lair <laughs> and uh, and are taken over by by the Cthulhu-esque deep old one. But, uh, forbidden romance, that's hmm. Yeah, so they come back and they're all like super in, in favor of this and like trying to convert other people. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, just like, but, I'm just so in love with the, with the, the tentacles. And... Yeah, or maybe this god has been like, since it is forbidden, so maybe this mm -hmm. god has actually been like, like, maybe it's in this lair because it's actually been like severed from society. Like, maybe it maybe used the to god's be like, okay. No, don't love me. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, you, or other people found a way to- You're supposed to detest me. You're supposed to fear me. Exactly. Stop sending me flowers. 
Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, that's the cult of the crewmen. All right. <laughs> Number three, a talented Indian cricket player undertakes a search for a military plane crash and, and breast implants in Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay. So I guess the biggest question to know about this one is whether these are connected. Um, I not necessarily. It's is this is this like a kind of um miscongeniality thing where like you have this <gasps> cricket player which is on a you know so, uh, oh, go 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 yeah so military plane crash uh, the breast implants were on a person who was in the plane crash and the breast implants are not real breast implants <laughs> the implants they had something hidden in them they were smuggling something whoa so this cricket player for some reason is the one who has to go and find the plane crash find the body. <laughs> <laughs> and remove the hidden items. He doesn't know which body it is. So I think those two can uh, can go together and can coincide. I think that's yeah. how it makes <laughs> most sense. A sports agent unwittingly falls for a local woman. Well, that's so kind that's of just a regular. That's just a regular rom com. Right. Done. Next. <laughs> well, well, okay. I think we come back a little bit. The unwittingly okay, is weird. Like, he falls for it, but doesn't... I mean, I guess rom-coms okay, does, have people does, not following for them, but not knowing it, but... Yeah, is he in denial about falling for her and doesn't know it? Or does he unwittingly... Does he not know she's local? Or does she <laughs> like, not know she's a woman? Maybe. Maybe. But I think that would be unwitting on her part, not his. Or I guess the sports agent doesn't need to be a, doesn't need to be a guy. Um, so there's something, there's something that can be untangled hmm. there, but what the unwitting is. What does a sports agent not know in, in falling for them? There's a little, a little bit of an angle on the rom-com. Yeah. But I think not enough that we need to keep talking about it. we got a little extra no. time for our next one. Next. Uh, centers on the real-life story of the huntsman ordered to take Snow White into the woods to be killed. Wasn't there a, just a movie about this? <laughs> like, right, yeah, just a real movie? <laughs> real-life story is weird. Yeah, the real-life story part is, is getting me. It's like, who was, the, like, the whole thing from the point of the huntsman. Like, he grew up, how he became a huntsman. But it also implies that, like, the real-life story implies that this happened in reality. Oh, I guess that's true. Like that the huntsman is existed in 1500s medieval Europe. Who's to say he didn't? There, I mean, there's not a whole lot in Snow White that couldn't be explained it's by true. science at it's this true. point. Okay. No, I'll yeah. take it. Cool. We All got right. a little bit of extra time on, the next, on this next one. Maybe we don't need a minute for each one of them. All right. Oh, don't jinx us. Dang it. <laughs> Here we the go. inside story of the mysterious invitation, a sex scandal, and obsession of a terrorist. That's a that's lot of commas. So, that's so many random things together. Obsession mm. of a terrorist? Like the terrorist is obsessed. Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, well, well, considering the sex scandal, I'd say probably, okay, no, either. The terrorist is the obsession. But it's not obsession with a terrorist. <laughs> it's obsession. Oh. It's, a, it's the obsession of a terrorist. Okay, so the terrorist, terrorist is obsessed, it, yeah, which leads um, to a mis. He sends a mysterious invitation, which leads to a sex scandal. Which sand- leads to a sex scandal. I keep saying sex sandal, and that's. You know, like well, those cute little strappies with the... Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> um, that's a very different story. Yes. Um, so we've still got almost a minute because we saved some time before. So so the inside story means that there's something that the outside world saw of this. Um, so this is a terrorist who's, who's a famous terrorist, probably. Yes. Or maybe it was someone who people didn't know was a terrorist until the inside Ooh. story came out. Like maybe it was a terror- somebody who was like planning terrorism acts, but hadn't like acted on anything yet. And okay. then the sex scandal and mysterious invitation took them down at and which that's point people what... realized what they were planning. Oh, I like it. Okay, okay. That's even more complete. Okay. Good job. I think that works. Cool. Yes. Let's scoot on to the next one. 
a group of young TV camera women attempt to try to find out why his beloved left him years ago. Attempt to try is stupid, but <laughs> um, attempt to try to endeavor to find out. <laughs> a group of young TV camera women seems very, very specific and unlikely considering usual demographics. Are they all trying to compete to get the story? So, it's so like is a this a of... real person they're trying to find out about? Or is this like some sort of test story? I think it's a real person. I think it's okay. maybe um, maybe it's a group of, maybe it's like a, a, a networking group of young camera women all like <laughs> who are, who connect because being a, a woman in the media is difficult. And one of them finds this lead uh, that they all realize could make their careers if they can be the ones to figure it out. <laughs> That's true. And so they're all fighting to figure out the <laughs> angle. What what if we extend the definition of camera women to like vlogger? Yeah. I think I think that could work too. Like, and yeah. You have so like this amateur paparazzi following this one dude around. <laughs> yeah. Why did like she the, leave you? Like the, like the podcast investigative journalism kind of thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. That is our minute. We are now caught up. Okay. A newly released prisoner finds himself meeting up with his dream girl from high school, but he is distracted by unorthodox healing practices. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is all full of interesting... So the, the first half makes sense. He gets released yes. from prison and uh, meets up with his dream girl. Right, um, I'm gonna go find Sally. And, and then unorthodox is. healing practices, because she's doing them, or somebody else is doing them to him? Is somebody trying to heal him in an unorthodox way from his like violent tendencies? Is he like part of an experimental? You know, the 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 word that's jumping out to me is distracted by. I think, I think he was trying to, I think he was trying to reintegrate into society, but that left him a perfect target for like some sort of cult. Okay. Well, maybe like unorthodox he, yeah. healing practice. They're like, you know, we we can help you reintegrate into society. We can help heal your wounded soul. We can help you find the girl. But then that just like takes him farther and farther and he gets deeper into it. Okay. Okay. And that messes him up. Okay, cool. That's all the yeah. time we have. Next one. Okay. <laughs> a bizarre band of criminals is transformed into Thor when he is assigned <laughs> to help track down a mysterious serial killer. I just pictured like, oh gosh, like Transformers where they all like, go into yeah. like a giant megabot <laughs> that's what i'm trying to figure out is if is, if it's a whole bunch of thors or if it's one megathor um see i, I pictured a megathor <laughs> yeah uh and so he i'm assuming who is assigned to help track them down must be thor himself so mm -hmm. thor is off is it that thor is off tracking down a serial killer and the criminals are like now is our chance to transform into thor <laughs> since he's not around to stop us <laughs> All these, because they're criminals and they look like Thor and they're like going around they're, causing havoc. Their bizarre <laughs> band is that they are, the, the bizarrity is that they have figured out how to clone other, clone themselves onto other people. <laughs> they figured right. out how to do mega transformation <laughs> and they do it for Thor. And he comes back and is like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, Robin, not robbing banks. Okay, next. A group of the fast approaching Union Army attempts to blackmail the cheaters. A Union Army group who is approaching, but they're also part of it, and they're blackmailing cheaters. Right. Are these people who are cheating in the war? I, I don't know. Maybe? Like, is that an unorthodox way of calling somebody a deserter or a spy? Right. <laughs> you cheaters, you're not supposed to, like, hide behind the trees. <laughs> and so, but, so they're blackmailing them. Um, but, but they're also fast approaching. 
Yeah, like, which is weird because they're also themselves. Um, are they trying to... So, okay, so we've got like 20 <laughs> seconds. Uh, are they trying to blackmail them because once they get there, it will be bad? Like, do they reach out ahead to people who are... Um, who they're going to be in their town soon and say, hey, you cheaters, <laughs> if you pay us, we won't destroy you when we get to your town. Okay. Like, that's the closest I can come to making sense of that. <laughs> that works for me. Let's All right, go. cool. Moving on. Santa becomes torn between escaping and seizing control. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Okay, okay. Um, so what is he escaping? Whatever he's escaping and seizing control of is the same thing. So where is he? Does he, is he... Yeah, is he in prison somewhere or stuck on an island somewhere and he has the option to either get off or, like, become the ruler of that area? See, I'm kind of going back to the episode where we had Santa on parole in the Vatican. Yeah, so where is he? Is he escaping or seizing control of the Vatican? To escape? Is, do, is he trying to escape or does he try to become Pope? <laughs> okay, so, so it very much could be, like, Santa is in trouble for something and he has the choice to either escape and uh, and avoid consequences or he can go all in <laughs> become yeah. super villain and decide to rule the world well is he super oh. villain seizing control or is he like passing out candy and stockings seizing control and then is all that the guards seizing are control what I, control I, is that I, I, manipulative I control <laughs> gaslighting control <laughs> controlling children into behaving uh, well that's our time on that y'all get to decide uh, <laughs> Next up, we have more cricket players. Oh, good. A, tal a talented Indian cricket player, maybe the same one from before, infiltrates the Caribbean in order to possess the supernatural ability to connect with ghosts. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, this is this this just seems like a, a story. There are ghost stories um, of that straightforward supernatural and, ghost story. Yeah, um, and maybe they use the the breast implants from the first story to be able. To, <laughs> this is the second in the series. <laughs> I do go through, um, we've got a little time so I can explain my process. I do go through our list of characters and settings and remove all the ones that we actually use in the podcast so that they don't show up again and again, but I don't remove it from the rejected ones, which is why we have our new cricket players here a couple of times. They might show up at a future real episode. We'll find out. All right. Gained a little extra time. Next one. A female police detective receives a mysterious invitation to meet with her ex-wife at a mysterious bank vault. Okay, all right. So we have okay. like a, like a what's the word for it buddy buddy cop but, yeah but well, girls i'm trying to figure out if the ex-wife is um is a uh is a bank robber <laughs> or like a spy or, or a spy um and so uh if it's or she mysterious... used to be she thought she was dead but yeah okay no, so that, that she's would be... alive and has been has something to show the police detective in the bank vault um, is yes. this a revenge thing? Is the ex-wife going to lock up the police detective and uh, in, in a bank vault nobody goes into and leave? No, I think she, I think she needs her ex-wife to help her clear her name so she can be undead again. Oh, okay, be, okay. Be legally alive again, yeah? Okay, so it's, okay, that works. That works for me. Nice. All right, next, we're still a little bit ahead of time. A death Good. row inmate starts a worm farm to get attention. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'm a little bummed we didn't go with this one in the actual podcast because that's amazing. Um, so. To get attention. Is, is he pulling like, like a, like a, like a Max Klinger where he's like going section eight, like you can't kill me because I'm insane? Because I'm Yeah, just... by reason of, of insanity, I shouldn't be on death row. Because um, I'm picturing hoping... like, a, like worms with like tiny straw hats, you know, like. <laughs> well, 
I'm wondering if maybe this is a media thing being like, hey, bring attention to my case because I'm okay. this nice guy with a worm farm. Right, your your yours like, makes a lot more sense. Um, I think yeah. I, I was thinking and, very cartoony, like Animaniacs style. <laughs> yeah, which is I don't know, I don't know. The death rate and mate in the worm farm are an interesting combination of um, tones. I think we're gonna call that uh, one good. Let's move on. Okay. When her current boyfriend IDs the killer, his father leaves her fortune and estate to Bill. Is Bill the boyfriend or the killer? I think it's a, oh. Or maybe to some other random person, like his father is upset. His father had agreed to give her and him Ooh. some money, and he oh, Bill takes is it away her brother. Her. Maybe, but is his so, father? Who's his? His father. I assumed it was her boyfriend. So why is his father giving her any money? Oh, see, I th- oh, <laughs> there are too many pronouns in this story, and I don't know what to there do are. with them. Okay, okay, okay. I think I think Bill. It's Bill's father leaving the fortune and estate to Bill. Bill's her... brother is the current boyfriend of her, and I think the killer is also the father, which is why when the current boyfriend IDs the father as the killer, he leaves a fortune and estate to the brother that didn't betray leaves, him. Leaves her for, for, fortune, the boyfriend's, uh, the, the, the girlfriend, his son's girlfriend's fortune. He oh, I didn't to see his... that. Yeah. yeah I, I thought I had it all figured out. <laughs> no, that's why it's so baffling. <laughs> like, his... His father, the boyfriend, or Bill's father, leaves the girl's fortune. Did Bill. did Bill's father marry the girl's <laughs> mother and inherit her fortune, and then leaves it to Bill? I think the like killer's her brother. I think, hers. I think that's the best we can go. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, because we have three seconds left. So here's the next one. Ah! Yeah, figure out those pronouns, folks. Um, who whose father is it? Uh, the headless horseman finds himself racing against time and evil, but he is distracted by human sacrifices. Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, like that like would... pleasantly distracted, like ooh, human sacrifices. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I like that he's racing against time and evil. Like, has he decided to be a good person, and evil is like trying to take over him? Like, is he under? Uh, is is his part of his spell that he becomes more evil the longer time? goes and so he's trying to like turn that back and that kind of sounds like it like a nice headless horseman like like (laughs) maybe he'll get his head back if he tries really hard to be good but the but because he's already like got a little bit of the evil in him this human sacrifice is like pull on that part of his soul right yeah like 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 is he is he evil enough that like people leave human sacrifices so that he leaves everybody else alone and but he has to resist the sacrifices if he's going to be good Maybe, maybe. I think that kind of works. I think we've got a okay. little bit of a, of a play with that. Cool. cool. All right. At the Mexico border, four predator-type creatures find themselves kidnapping the love of his life. Again, a mysterious pronoun that could be one of the creatures um, who are all in love with someone on the border. <laughs> and that's assuming predator-type creatures have gender. It could be. Um, I just figured that's the only thing that's mentioned. <laughs> the that's only true. subject. Um, so I, I default to that. I like um, the phrase "find themselves kidnapping." Do they not know it's her? Is it one of the things where, like, she like did she like climb into their van and, <laughs> and or like or like were they just trying to kidnap somebody and then they're like, "Oh, hey, this is yeah. your love." Yo, yeah, they, they, I like that. They're they're trying to kidnap somebody and they four of them bring him back and the fifth predator type creature is like, "Hold on, that's the love of my life. <laughs> we can't you, kidnap her. She doesn't want to be with me now." <laughs> Now that you guys she knows ruined are... it and maybe maybe they're not obviously predator type creatures maybe they have like human disguises <laughs> and so he's like well crap now she knows who i really am shoot 
Next. <laughs> All right. Let's get We've got the Jedi Council again. <laughs> we keep projecting Jedi Council, which is fair. Not everybody wants to write about Star Wars. That's um, true. The, the Jedi Council must choose between his desire to come to the aid of a single mother and the responsibilities of beginning stalking. Does uh, beginning <laughs> stalking have responsibilities? I guess. Are they stalking? Responsibility number one, don't get caught. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I guess narrowing boiling that down, it means they have to choose to either help this person or to stalk her. Okay, so is it because is it because Ooh. they're observing her because they're measuring something or testing something, and so they okay. have to decide: do we continue to just observe and watch and and do the scientific experiment the the oh way gosh, that we were taught? This is was obviously ethical? the story of Anakin Skywalker. They, <laughs> yeah. she's a single mother, right? And they either try uh-huh. to help her and train the boy, or they just watch him to see if he's going to be evil. Yeah, so I think I think it's just I think it's just that. <laughs> You're right. darn it, it's just the Phantom Menace. Okay, oh, moving on. There we go. Write the Phantom Menace if you want, listeners. Oh. <laughs> An ensemble comedy about the meaning of shadow. Okay. This is philosophical. This is very abstract. It's gotta be a comedy <laughs> and an ensemble <laughs> comedy. Um so is it like this feels like it could be like Meaning of Shadow. Yeah, like I don't even know what that means <laughs> in a comedic <laughs> way. Like I feel like the part of the, the, the story has to set up the meaning of shadow to begin with. Like if shadow is like the name of something that exists in this world or the name of a, of an activity or the name of a product. And then it's maybe it's okay. So maybe it's an ensemble comedy about the meaning of some product that has changed the entire way that people like live, <laughs> um, you know, something that was like fundamentally just changed the world. And it's all of them figuring out how this is, affects their life i don't know it's uh, this like, is so like, difficult to do without knowing what shadow oh, is seriously like like an energy drink yeah and that's like, all the time we, we have <laughs> <laughs> so we have next you all have to take this and run a free-spirited woman in her 50s struggles to overcome her addiction to ulterior motives she's addicted to ulterior motives this just sounds like a manipulative person learning to be better <laughs> yeah like hmm. somebody who's not good at being forthright with people um or is well, 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 does she have ulterior motives or does she have like rejection sensitive sensitivity dysphoria and is like and she's suspects everybody else about motives? having ulterior motives yeah oh maybe maybe um in but which like case, if, yeah, if she's like got... that that seems like the opposite of a free-spirited person to me yeah um um Unless it's a thing where, like, she assumes everybody has ulterior motives, and so she rejects all of them and just goes and does her own thing. That's true. And so she has to, like, come back to it. Either way, be- either way, this is, like, a heartwarming memoir <laughs> about a woman bettering herself in her 50s. All right. Two sisters who are believed to possess the supernatural ability to connect with ghosts team up to stop two women from perceiving an external threat. Don't let them know they're threatened. Don't let them see. Okay, okay. So, so is it because ghosts have extra power if people know they're there? And so, um, mm, that so they have sense. to so they have to stop these women from recognizing that there are in fact threatening ghosts uh, because as long as they don't believe the ghosts have no power. Well, and the best part is that the two sisters are believed to possess the supernatural ability to connect with ghosts. It doesn't mean they actually have it. They so not? they believe they can connect with ghosts, but they have to prevent the other women from believing they don't. That's very weird. That's a very like that people and the who audience think they see ghosts but don't have to stop people from thinking out if there's actually think... ghosts or not. <laughs> I think 
yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think that's how that's going to have to be. It's just very weird to have flipped the script that way. And it's like, these people think they see ghosts, but they don't. And they have to stop these people who don't think they see ghosts from... <laughs> so confusing. We're going to move on. Comedy. The attendees of a bachelor party face a scandal involving a tooth fairy legend. I'm, I'm imagining with, if it's a bachelor out? party, I'm imagining the tooth fairy is a stripper. Oh, possibly. I wondered if maybe they were like taking people's teeth out <laughs> as part of the bachelor party. Um, oh, that... What world is that in? <laughs> I don't know. It's a terrible one. They took the wrong party drugs. Um, and now the entire world believes that the tooth fairy exists. Oh, gosh. Because otherwise you have to have a stripper who is who has a legend. I feel like it has to be the actual tooth fairy somehow. Okay, is it the actual fairy or is it like absinthe? fairy but like the groom got his teeth all knocked out and so the other drunk bachelor his friends decide to convince him that the tooth fairy has stopped by and so they make this legend about it. so they they feed him the legend and that leads to a scandal right because because he now believes that's what's happened and he's like this famous guy and so they're like well he's gone off his <laughs> like goes like goes hardcore to bat for the tooth fairy existing right <laughs> because he woke up from a drunken party with no teeth that's right and how else could have it have happened this is not a very bright bachelor um all right, we've got 10 left. Here we oh go. Oh gosh, we can do this. In the mid-60s, a priest and a rabbi defeat a vengeful spirit from the past. That's just a regular supernatural story. So I think yep. we can leave Done. that and move on. Done. <laughs> That's why we didn't choose that one. A murder conspiracy changes a long-serving MI5 officer's life forever, as he eagerly is always there with a helpful hand. Okay. So he's like this happy-go-lucky MI5 officer, and then a murder conspiracy happens. Well, I think the murder conspiracy has to then involve him. Like, people think that he was murdered. Oh, oh not murdered, but murdering. Oh, and yeah, so, like, they don't want his helpful trust him hand anymore. anymore. And he's just really sense. sad because he likes helping people. Oh, poor officer. All Next. right, on we go. <laughs> a big-time show winner and Emily Dickinson <laughs> investigate the theft of a mystical tome in a winter production of Peter Pan. Oh gosh, this is like one of those stories that happens like the library bookshelf fell over and all the characters. <laughs> right? Um, so, there are no mystical tomes in Peter Pan, the stage show, so... Nope, there, there um, are not. Okay, okay. It, but it, but it it's a like, winter it production. Be, so it could be, it could be, it could be the stage manager's book that, that is, is mystical in oh, some way. Like, it to... is, it ensures that everything, it lets them actually fly. Well, that's true. So the the mystical tome it's stolen, and now none of the 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 production is in danger because they didn't actually have any safety rigging up. They were just legitimately flying thanks to the stage manager's uh, uh, magical stage book. And so uh, a show winner and Emily Dickinson have to find it. I don't know why then. It's not actually Emily Dickinson. It's a teenager who's all happens to be named Emily Dickinson. Okay, okay. And then a show winner is this a theatrical show? That's not what anybody or calls her, it. Her, her her best friend is like a pageant queen or something okay okay so two teenagers investigating this mag the theft of the magical stage manager's book uh that right. lets people in peter pan actually fly love it right the schemes of two new york city divorce lawyers who will stop at nothing to be the target of a nationwide manhunt why do they why? want people to hide the to hunt them is this for <laughs> are uh, they competing for media attention because um... if they are I'm trying to find a way that that uh, being missing would somehow connect to them being good lawyers. Um, <laughs> like, like are they going? Are they setting it up like that? Their exes have kidnapped them, and they're like, "Hire us, and we will make sure that your divorce doesn't end in this." Okay, okay. What if, what if it's not an actual manhunt? What if it's a reality show that they're both competing to be on because they don't oh. want to be lawyers anymore? Okay, okay. 
Huh? Okay. I think, I think that works. I'm happy with that. Let's move Yay. on. <laughs> Two slacker wrestling fans fall for a single, single mom thinking she is two men of opposing <laughs> ideologies. Oh, this is... So this is catfishing. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't... Yeah. So she's... she's. So she. I don't know why she would catfish them to be two to be men of opposing. I don't know why the opposing ideologies is important. I'm having a complete brain fart about this. Or one. is she? Or does she do that not to not to catfish them romantically and get money from them, but because she is trying okay. to like oh, do oh. something? No, no, because because they're two wrestling fans, and they are fans, and the two men of opposing ideologies are like two rival wrestlers. Oh, so they think she is the and wrestlers. She's. And they fall in love with her. No, 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 no. Because the wrestling fans are the mom's teenage kids. And they're like, and so she's pretending to be the wrestlers. Well, they fall for her her scheme. Mm, Because she's pretending to be the wrestlers to make them feel better because, like, they wouldn't shout out happy birthday or something at the wrestling match. I think I can get behind that. I think it is, but we only have six (laughs) seconds left, so I'm going to have to be fine with it. So here we go. In a month before his birthday, King Clint is forced from semi-retirement to have no powers. <laughs> uh, okay, King Clint. Okay, okay, okay. So he semi-retires and gets powers. <laughs> and he's forced out of semi-retirement, so he has no powers. Superpowers are only reserved for... For the retired. Okay. So that so that you can't use it to further your career. Oh, of course. Um, you can't use it. You get powers when you're old enough to have the wisdom and the and have an, and earned the right to enjoy them. So um, I think King Clint must be his super name. Yeah, I was thinking of like a literal kingdom, but yeah, I think super oh. name works too. <laughs> um, but in some way, he gets this. Um, and maybe the month before his birthday, that's when he was going to be like full retirement and get his full powers. And so he has to come back and do something, but without any of the powers at all. Dang it! Stupid so that- job. All right, we've got four left. Four left. Here we go. Okay. Okay. All right. As Two-Face rallies the residents of a beloved Manhattan neighborhood, he finds himself uncovering an agenda that will affect the lives of all of humanity. Um, So this is, yeah, a Batman story where Two-Face is maybe the hero. I mean, who's always been kind of an interesting villain. Um, That's true. Well, he's not necessarily the hero. He could just be rallying the resident. I mean, this could be Two-Face. He's definitely the protagonist, I think. Like, he's the one who's telling the story. And maybe he is... Yeah, he's rallying them I mean, something, and he's uncovering an agenda, and maybe, I'm, I don't know, that feels like that could just this, be a... Uh, this sounds like a Two-Face origin story to me. But he's already Two-Face by the time he rallies? Not necessarily. I mean, I would assume that if it's, otherwise it'd be uh, like as Harvey um, unless, Dent rallies. Um, unless, it's, unless it just like starts out as a nickname, because wasn't he, he was a lawyer in his backstory, and so like, what if he... What if he just had that nickname to begin with? Yeah. Can't remember how well that lawyers. jives with the story. I don't know. Well, we have one second left, so we're going to move on. You all can write your Batman fan fiction about Two-Face. Two unsuspecting girls work with their father to become involved with a group of petty criminals in the Los Angeles area. That seems Two very straightforward. Unsuspe- yes, it does. It's, it's girls who find out their father is a criminal, and uh, they work together. Yeah. No, it, says, it's, it says they're unsuspecting and they work with him, so I think he's... He's using them. They don't know that they're working with him to become involved with a group of petty criminals. Yeah, he's, like, sending them to, like, scout out places, but they don't yeah. know it. And then when they find <laughs> out, they're like, oh, hey, stop. Go <laughs> or take they this take bag to the bus station. <laughs> they, exactly, exactly. And then they, they take him and the criminals down at the end because they're like, no, oh, don't Horrible do father. <laughs> yeah, not great. All right, we have two left. The only remaining survivor of the apocalypse, a veteran, teams up with a train robber at a post-World War I British estate. 
Okay. So is the, is the train robber dead then? It must be. Is this like Swiss Army Man? <laughs> where, <laughs> where he's carting around a corpse who's being helpful? <laughs> I also don't know why it's like, I don't know. I feel like this one is so world dependent. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But like, what if the train robber isn't actually present, but like is 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 manifested through his diary or something? Okay, okay. Um, and so, like, he, he becomes the, the veteran's Wilson. Okay. I think... We don't know what they're teaming up to do. No. Oh, but we are out of time, so we're gonna, we're gonna leave you all to figure that out. <laughs> to figure out our very last one. An aging, lonely civil servant must battle an ancient sorceress. I kind of like, like this one as is. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a fantasy story. <laughs> the end. The all end. right, folks. So, we're awesome. <laughs> so some of those were more... Uh, more uh, interesting and exciting than others some of them it's very clear why we left them alone others it's very sad that we couldn't write them so uh we just dug into the very very openings of that one uh if anybody wants to do any of these or wants to turn any of these into a a mid-year a mid-month nano project go for it (laughs) um and let us know let us know which one of these you wish had been on the actual show because i i there are a couple of those and i'm like oh i wish we had gotten to actually talk about that for real we're not going to do recommendations today. We're going to save that for next week, but we do want to take a moment. We're going to, we let our, our guests shout out their other projects. We're going to do that as well. So we're going to just take a second during our, our one year anniversary and let us know where else you can find us. So the two things that I want to plug real quickly are very different. One is I do have a second podcast called What's It Like? There are a lot of different podcasts with that name, it turns out, but I couldn't find any other one that I liked. So you can find mine on Twitter at pod what's it like, and that'll link to all the specific episodes. And the idea is that I interview people about very specific life experiences. So this morning, actually, before I recorded this, I chatted with the person who had uh, completed an Ironman triathlon, which I knew nothing about. And so I just dig really deep and ask them, okay, what do you, what was this like? What was this like? Why did you do this? What do people misunderstand? So definitely check that out if you want to hear something, um, just people sharing their stories. And the other thing that I have done that if you want something just absolutely silly like this, storytelling within limitations, I have a TikTok now. And specifically, it is for sharing my newest ridiculous creative writing, creative videoing project, where I take late night talk show interviews that are being filmed during the pandemic. So while everybody is at home, so it just looks like a Zoom meeting with the celebrity. And I've been inserting my own questions and scrambling around what they say. And so they're only about a minute long and they're very silly. This has become part of my after work wind down routine because it's just a nice way to let all the nonsense of the day out. So if you want to see something absolutely ridiculous, you can check out my TikTok. My handle is Hannah Kiefer 47. I think that was a random one assigned to me when I joined. So, but uh, but you, can, you can catch all that there. So there's a more serious one and a sillier one. So Jenny, before we close out, what would you like to share? I've started an editing business. If you write anything and would like to get edited, check me out at All Redditing, A-L-L-R-E-D-I-T-I-N-G, on Facebook, Twitter, or just email me questions for rates. Uh, Find out what I do. I do take free samples, and you can get your writing, some very valuable feedback on your writing. Yeah, we've even made connections with some of the folks here who have been on the podcast with us and and done some of the editing there. So uh, we would love to... We would love to continue to connect with listeners. If you write anything based on any of these stories and want Jenny to edit it, go for it. (laughs) 
All right. Oh, the last thing. Thank you all so much for those of you, whether you are listening to us for the first time or whether you've been listening to us since day one. Um, oh, yes. It's been Thank awesome so to do this for a year. And we've got some great stories. We've had some great answers and some great submissions. And so it's been a, it's been a real blast. I want to toss out as well, if you haven't done this yet, I would encourage you to, even if you don't use iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's actually called, if you go and leave a, a ranking and a review on our, on our page, it does boost us a little bit in the Apple Podcast store. So if you like us, you don't have to write a, you don't have to actually write a review, but if you want to go and just give us five stars using your Apple ID, that would be awesome. Uh, we never really ask for that. We just kind of do this for fun. But if you want to, if you want to want to help the show out a little bit that, in a way, that would be one way that you can do that. Yeah, we'd um, appreciate it so much. Yeah, awesome. All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WriteThisPod. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a story or anything else, email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode with a guest in two weeks. We'll see you then. And as they say, if you only have one cow, you don't say which cow gave this milk. (laughs) 